Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus tells a parable. There's a path, rocky ground, thorns, and good soil. There's a sower who sowed a seed, and some fell on each of these. The seed on the path gets eaten by birds. The seed on the rocky ground weathers away. The seed among the thorns gets choked, and the seed on the good soil grew and yielded fruit a hundredfold. And as Jesus said these things, he cried out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. When Jesus says, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand, it can sound like Jesus is saying that he speaks in parables in order to confuse people. But it's actually just the opposite. Jesus speaks in parables so that his words will be absolutely clear. Because the parable is clear. We can hear and understand that the seed will not grow and bear fruit on the path, the rocky ground, or among the thorns. There's no secret there. That's exactly how it works. There is something strange about the parable. The strange part about the parable is the fact that the sower, who must surely know what we understand, that you don't get much fruit by putting the seed on the path, how is it that this sower who sows the seed still sows? the seed on the path, and the rocky ground, and among the thorns. It's still clear, maybe, though, at this point, we might think the farmer, well, he's just not a good businessman. He's not a very good gardener. His yield and his profit are going to stink. But the secret, then, the thing that we must understand, is not in the kinds of soil. The secret is in the heart of the farmer. Why does he do this strange thing? If he knows, as he surely must, that the seed is not going to grow and bear fruit on the path, why does he still sow the seed? The same truth is present when Jesus unpacks the parable. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, Hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. Again, there's no secret here. This all makes sense. When a heart is hardened against the word of God, it is easy prey for the devil to take away the word of life. When a heart hears and believes the word of God but has no roots, it will fall away when put to the test. When a heart hears and believes the word of God and even puts down roots, but does not renounce the cares and riches and pleasures of life, then its fruit will not mature. 
But, again, quite clearly, when a heart hears and believes the Word of God and holds it fast in an honest and good heart, then it will bear fruit. And that fruit will come, like all mature fruit does, with patience. It takes time. So there's no secret here. Of course, it works that way. The secret is in the heart of God. Why does He do this strange thing? Why does He give His Word to all when He knows that only some will bear fruit? And this, this is the secret of the kingdom of God. This is why Jesus calls out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The action of the sower, the action of God is strange when we judge according to the soil, according to the human heart. Why waste the seed, we ask, on the bad soil? Why waste the Word of God on an undeserving heart? Last week, we heard the parable of the workers in the vineyard, how the master paid to each one of the workers a denarius, starting with those who had only worked from the eleventh hour. And when those who had worked from the first hour complained to the master, he answered, I choose to give to this last worker the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? And the secret of that parable is also the secret in this parable of the sower and the seed. The sower sows out of his own generosity, out of the abundance of his own heart. God gives his word, not according to the merits of the human hearts to whom it comes, but rather according to his own goodness. Whether you have a good and honest heart, a heart choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, a heart with no roots, or even a heart hardened against him, God sows his word of life because he is good and he loves you. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And blessed are you if you know this. If you think that the secret of the kingdom of God is in your heart, you'll get lost trying to find it. If you think that the secret is in your circumstances, you'll chase after them to nowhere. But if you know that the secret of the kingdom of God is in the heart of God, then things are looking up. And so we have paired with our gospel reading, our reading from 2 Corinthians, and it reveals this very thing in a somewhat unexpected way. St. Paul writes, So to keep me from being too elated by the surpassing greatness of the revelation." A thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, St. Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God gives Paul a thorn in the flesh. That sounds bad, and Paul certainly thought it was. The thorn is something that chokes out faith, prevents mature fruit. It entangles, catches, tears, and makes you fall. And so Paul, as any one of us would do, prays three times that it should leave him, that God would take it away. He pleads with the Lord about this. And then he gets the Lord's answer. 
My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul, it would seem, had something of the thorny soil about him, and yet he finds salvation and knows the secret that is the kingdom of God, that God's grace in Christ is sufficient for us, and his power is made perfect in our weakness. Christ's grace is sufficient for Paul. It is sufficient for you. It is enough. It fills up and does all that is needed. Indeed, his power, Jesus says, is made perfect in your weakness. Not merely stronger, but perfect. As Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Reflect on this. Carry this in your heart. That Christ's strength is made perfect, not when everything is going well. Not when you think you are strong, but when you know yourself as you truly are, that you are weak. The secret of the kingdom of God is not found in you, it is found in Christ. The parable, it makes sense. It makes sense that the hardened heart, that the heart that has no roots, that the heart that does not renounce the cares and riches and pleasures of life will not bear fruit. But the fruit does not come from any of these hearts, not even from the good soil. The fruit comes from the seed, from the Word of God. And when the Word of God brings forth fruit, it makes the heart to be honest and good, for it brings forth fruit with patience. So hear this parable that Jesus tells you. Have ears to hear. Do not harden your heart against the Word of God, Confess what God says. Confess your failure to do what he says. Put down roots to nurture the word of God in your heart. Come to church. Listen to the word of God. Receive the sacrament. Spend time with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Pray. And yes, also put away the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Put away everything that would come in between you and having this heart rooted in Christ. But that... Any of these things that are good to do, that is not where your life is. That is not where the fruit comes from. Rather, the God who is good, who gives his word of life freely, will also then give to you this gift. That even as you set out to do these things, that he will make your heart to be an honest and good heart. And so you'll find that you too will have something of a thorn in the flesh. You will not succeed. You will struggle. You will be harassed by thorns. You will fail. You will have, by God's good grace, everything stripped away except for your weakness. And the secret of the kingdom of God is this, that the grace of Christ is sufficient for you, sufficient unto life abundantly and everlasting. And in this very weakness, the power of Christ will rest upon you, and his power will be made perfect in your weakness. His power will bring forth much fruit. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And blessed are you if you know these things. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord, unto life everlasting. Amen.